Hey guys, before we get into the episode, it blows my mind that we're launching another podcast. And this time, I actually want to feature you guys as a guest. Now, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur who has your own podcast and you listen to the show, I actually want to interview you on our brand new podcast, which is called Six Figure Podcast Rebels. You just need to go to www.top100interview.com and you can apply to get featured. All right, guys, back to the show. Welcome to the show. My name is Gina and I have done everything I can to push all of Jamie's buttons before this. Oh my goodness, man. <laughs> he's literally doing cool. deep breath and he's like, oh, let it wash over me, let cool, it wash sweet. over me. And I'm just laughing because I know all the right buttons to push. Cool, sweet grass, on. cool, sweet grass, cool, sweet grass. Guys, welcome back to the show. And uh, if you didn't catch the last episode, I was slightly less um, frustrated than this. <laughs> and we were going through the three hour work week hack. It was pretty cool, actually. All about exponential income and how you make twist. more I've money. I've only worked two hours today. Yeah, she barely ever works. It's, <laughs> she's pretty fun. Guys, we've got a fun interview for you today, though. Do you want to tell them about who we've got coming uh, on? Emily Hirsch. Emily. Wait, wait, were we supposed to reveal it? I don't know. Oh, uh, I think we're happens. supposed to pretend you didn't hear it and um, just be really pretend, curious. Pretend, pretend you didn't pretend. hear it. Okay, but for real, though, Emily Hirsch is coming on she's and she's going to be. This was a really interesting interview because um, she just did an email this week. We're, we're actually recording this intro about four weeks after we recorded the uh, in, in interview that's coming up right now. And she just did an email that said that she actually generated 511% ROI on a Facebook ad campaign. And she's going to reveal the results of how she did it in this coming up episode. And we did this interview right after she launched it. And I'm really excited to share it because she literally spent $6,000 on ads and made $40,000 back using a pop-up podcast. And I just love that she's using podcasts. But what's a, a pop-up podcast? Well, you guys are going to find out in just a second. We'll see you on the episode. Attention, this is not another boring business podcast. We're here to help mission-driven entrepreneurs get their message and offers out to the masses. In a fun way, that doesn't suck. Over the last year, we've created a powerful community of podcasters that are becoming real change makers in the online space. And we're not talking about breaking a 20. I'm Jamie Atkinson. And I'm Gina Suzanne. And listen to us as we laugh, cry, and battle our way to a seven-figure-year business. We're going to be talking about not just what the online gurus are teaching, but what they're actually doing to transform and scale their businesses. Listen in as we break down the real-life publishing strategies that entrepreneurs are actually using Come for the tactics. Stay for the banter. Welcome to the Changemakers Podcast. You're ready to create real change, and so are we. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Changemakers Podcast. Welcome. I'm excited today. How excited are you on we a scale have an of incredible guests? Oh, on the line right now. What do you think? Twelve. Twelve. Hands down. Wow, you're excited. You were I so am. quiet before we went on air, and now like your gusto is here. I'm I did really... a shot of tequila under the table no, before you we came. Didn't. I did. Okay, well two we have them. a we have a mother of three today, so I'm pretty sure she's done at least two fingers of tequila before we got to this episode, <laughs> right? That's definitely going to be happening. So, guys, I want to welcome you to our expert guest today. I'm excited. Yeah, the, our guest today is actually handled over 24 plus million in ad spend, which generated over over 90 million dollars in return for her customers that's insane that's nearly a hundred million dollars guys pretty crazy She's a massive influence. She's been part of a lot of higher-end Russell Brunson stuff, which is where I first heard about her. The biggest thing that really shocked me, though, that is she's actually only 25 years old, a mother of three, and, and seriously is crushing it in the online space. Is pretty much well-known as one of the biggest players when it comes to Facebook ad agencies. She's also got amazing info products. Please welcome our guest today, Emily Hirsch. Emily, how are you doing? 
Good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I am so happy to have you. I'm not going to lie. I tried to hit an applause button and it made this sound (laughs) instead. So this was definitely not. I was getting ready to cheer and then I was like. Beep. Beep. So, yeah, so, Emily. Right. So we're gonna give you a, we're gonna give you a real round of applause instead. Um so Emily, I'm super happy to have you here. Gina and me are really fan excited girling. because we, we love what you are doing with podcasting. So really quickly before we dive into the full interview, because we're gonna ask you about all sorts from you know COVID and actually what people are doing with Facebook ads right now. We also want to talk about SLOs, we want to talk about podcasting, we're gonna just geek out on all this stuff, but really in. quickly. Before we go in hard, can you just give our audience a real quick introduction into who Emily Hirsch is and what Hirsch Marketing is all about? Yeah, so I am leader of Hirsch Marketing and we do Facebook and Instagram ads specifically for influencers, people with digital products, digital services, a lot of coaches, um, people in that space. I've been doing it for about five years, three years with my team. So really been big in building my team. I've got 20 employees now. And yeah, we specialize in funnels, Facebook ads, Instagram ads, and all those things and have a lot of data on that. I love that. That's amazing. Can you like name drop for a second? Like who's one of the best, the best clinics? I'm pretty sure I saw a Mel Robbins testimonial. Yeah, we, we have Mel Robbins. There's some that I can't say that like, I wish I could, but Mel (laughs) Robbins was one. We also did several years of the B school, uh, launch. That was one of our first big clients that we had like three years ago, started working with them. So that was a cool introduction into like huge launches and that success. That's That's amazing. That's pretty cool. I can't wait until one day we have someone who's like, yeah, one of my clients was an astronaut just because I just think that would be really weird and fun at the same time, you know, just sells moon rocks, moon rocks, right? Exactly. We can now say that Emily Hurst been on our podcast yeah i mean that that gives us some serious clout which is definitely fun so emily i i was absolutely on my hands and knees recently the last week because were you yeah not 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 nothing don't (laughs) where is this going i don't know i don't know because i was so blown away because one of the biggest things I do as a marketer is I'm always looking at Facebook ads because, you know, you're looking for the hooks, the stories, like I'm sure you're all about this, Emily, right? And yep. one of the biggest things that I saw was this little pop-up podcast series and being podcast people, I took a little gander and then I spot a familiar face and Emily Hirsch is there. And you're talking about two things that just completely grabbed my attention. And one was the delivery of how you did it. And I loved at the beginning of the series, you actually said, Hey guys, watch what I'm doing. Don't just listen to what I'm saying. And the other thing you talked about was SLO products and SLOs and, you know, slows or SLO or self-liquidating offers is a huge part of what a lot of people, certainly in our space, seem to be pivoting to right now. So I guess my first question is, can you tell us a little bit about before we get into the actual way you did it with the podcast and stuff like that, talk to us about the SLOs. What, what kind of prompted you to go and put that out in the space? Yeah. Um, well, I think they're very effective and great right now is one thing. And another thing that really pushed me is I had done a lot of live webinars the last three or four months. And on every single one, I got the question, like, should I do a self-liquidating offer funnel? And what about a self-liquidating? Will this work for a self-liquidating offer funnel? So I knew it was a really hot topic. Um, I also, we just launched our own, like maybe four months ago. So you know, for that reason, I knew it converted really well. And then we've got clients doing it. And so I was like, you know, at first when we were talking about the podcast series, we were going to do like, you know, a marketing, a general, like kind of like my webinar Hirsch process. And then I'm like, no, let's just go all in with 
self-liquidating offers and have that be the content to make it a little bit different. I knew it was really hot right now. I also know it would serve people. And what I actually said to my team, I was like, so many people are selling how to do this. I'm just going to give it all away. I'm going to give it all away in the podcast series, like for free. And that's what I did really. I mean, like you could take what I have and my students are like, will you put that in the course so I can still go back and listen to it? So I just gave away as much value as I could. I love it. Where did, amazing. You, where did you get the idea to do it as a podcast series? Because I know you have your own podcast and, and that's been phenomenal, right? And uh, But where did you get the idea to do this pop-up series? Yeah, so it was it was definitely collaboration with my team and I can't take all the credit. And um, we, we've been doing live webinars. So our constant thing is I'm very focused. Like how do we get applications to work with us? That leads, all roads lead to application because that leads to all of our offers. So we're doing live webinars. And what we noticed was like in the very beginning of COVID, you could get really high quality clients on live webinars and like our premier clients on there. But then they started dropping off and the application started changing to be like for our done with you lower tiered product, which is fine, but I need to figure out how to scale the agency. So I was like, you know, we have our podcast, which is the best way that I get clients. Like I've been doing it for two years and I get, you know, anybody who's listened to my podcast, if they get on a call, a sales call, they're like, just, I'll just give you my money. Like I'm already convinced I've listened to your podcast um, you know, with my team. They're ready. So I'm like, why not take the webinar instead and just deliver it via audio? And that's how the idea started. And then we kind of you know, it grew of like, okay, we're going to make it expire and it's going to be three days instead of one podcast episode. And here's how we're going to do it. But it was all like inspired from audio being the delivery versus live webinar, knowing that show up rates on webinars have been down for a while, live show up rates. And I knew like people are not, I mean, like I haven't watched a webinar in like four plus years. So, you know, if I'm not doing that, but I listen to podcasts. So I wanted the caliber of client that is listening to podcasts to actually consume my content. Okay. I have a question because I feel like some of our listeners know what a podcast is. They know what a pop-up is, like the restaurants that pop up and you can eat there. Big fan. Um, but what can you define for us what a pop-up podcast is? Cause that's a little bit different in our space. Yeah, I've actually never seen like I don't know, I've never seen it done before. So yeah, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> so like, I, I can't also wait like, tell me what to it copy means. Copy me, so I can say it was my idea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So basically, it was you signed up, opted in, like you're signing up for a webinar, and then you got access to this private podcast feed, and it was pop up because we had three days. The episodes released one each day, and it was available for seven days, and we took the episodes down, and so it was like you know, you had that limited time to watch the content and it was via like, you couldn't go search the podcast. You had to go through our opt-in through, which we can talk about the tech piece there. Like that was still like navigating and we could probably improve that. I mean, not just us, but the podcasting tech needs to improve anyways. But that was the hardest part is like getting it on people's players. But that's, that's the way we set it up. Yeah, I mean, I was impressed because once I saw what was happening, you know, I went and looked at who your host was and I looked at the private podcast they were doing. And I love that idea of the the pop-up podcast as in, you know, this isn't something that you tune into regularly. It's something that you have to opt into. It's a limited time. And I've seen people doing this now with Facebook groups. I'm seeing it now for the first time in podcasting. And that's what excited me. But I got to go back to the point you're saying about webinars. Like even in our business, we we have felt this. Like we do a live webinar every single week to a 997 core 
offer and we felt that pain. And, and it's so funny that you said that it wasn't necessarily, you know, the lead cost or anything like that. It was just the people that were showing up. And this yeah. is something that we found in our business as well. It's almost like the avatar that we're after has just been getting harder and harder to grasp with those live webinars. And, you know, when, when I talk to Gina about it, I'm like, I'm not sure why, but I think a big element is that, you know, certainly our market, which is marketers and entrepreneurs, just aren't sitting on these 60 minute hour webinars as much as they used to, yeah. right? What what was the was that kind of your takeaway as well? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just wanted people to consume the content that I was putting out. Like I know if someone watches my webinar or listens to my podcast, they are, you know, 10 times more likely to apply and do what I want them to do. So, you know, and move through our funnel. But yeah, I think getting somebody to sit down and watch a video or watch a webinar is just kind of declining these days because people are so busy and they don't, you know, sit down and watch it, even myself, but on the go while you're doing dishes, while you're on a walk, like that's a lot more doable. The other thing with live webinars, that's great is the energy is so good, but it's at one time. And so it's like, if you want people to show up live, they have to not only make the time for it, but they have to make the time for it in that 60 to 90 minutes that you've decided. And just, you know, like if you get 20%, you're doing great live show up rate these days, which is so low. I totally agree. I'm, I'm super curious. Why do you think that podcasting for your audience, why do you think that those customers are so much more profitable? Um, I just think the caliber of client who, well, a lot of people listen to podcasts, but I think included in that is our like premier clients. I think if you still go look at, you know, multi-million dollar business owners, they're listening to podcasts still. So I think they're consuming the podcast. And I think it's also just like video, but they're not consuming video, but it's an intimate way to build the relationship. They're listening to your voice. Like they're waiting every week. If you have a regular podcast for it to come out and, and building that trust with you, which it's the same concept with video. It's just harder to get people to actually consume video. And so I think, um, the higher caliber of people are still listening to podcasts and that's a very hot way, you know, podcasts, audiobooks, those are all like hot ways to, to get information. Um, and so I think that is why doing, you know, putting content out in that way will not, will attract, you know, all levels, but also will still continue to include that high level person that I want in, in our content. Yeah. It's interesting. It. It's like, how do you find the the people who are going to be that, that higher ticket customer? And, and that's so much what I loved about the actual content you put out in the pop-up series. When you talked about the SLO, it was so much of the focus on, Hey, what, what product are you going to give somebody that isn't just going to be looking for that, you know, person who's got a ton of time and not a lot of money. It's the person that needs the shortcut to, you know, how do I get there quicker? Right? Look, those people are the customers who are generally going to spend more money and they are going to want your higher ticket stuff. And, and I found yeah. that really fascinating. Can yeah, we dig exactly. into a little bit more about the details? Because I love the nitty gritty. So the pop-up podcast was free, right? You gave all the information for free, mm -hmm. but how did you get it out to people? How did you give out the private that? Did you run Facebook ads then? Yeah. So we ran Facebook ads to an opt-in page, just okay. like you would for a webinar, sign up for the the podcast series. They opted in and then we gave them, we used, it was called Transistor. That was our software we decided to use. Um, I was going to use like Libsyn. They, it's very hard to do private, like not good yeah. Yeah. through Libsyn. Um, and I don't even know if we chose to be honest, the best software, like I might test other things, but this is what we chose. And so with that, when you opted in, then there was a link that we had set up using that software that they got. And then if they 
click that link. They have to put in their email again. That's not ideal, but they did. Then that it would tell, it would take, open it up in their app. So like if it's Apple, it would open it up the feed and, you know, add, subscribe it to your feed. And once it's there, then the episode's just, you know, sure. publish like a normal podcast feed that you, you know, release every week or every couple of weeks or whatever. And all the episodes showed up in that feed. And that's how we got it to them. One thing that and, and I want to dig more into, you know, some of the results and, and how it went and, and what your feeling was from from actually running it. Hopefully you're okay to share. And uh, but what, what I want to do before that, Emily, is I want to actually understand a bit more about you know, what, what you're doing inside of your business, but also what you recommend to your clients, because with your podcast being such a big part of how you're out there and, and warming up and really nurturing your prospects, do you, are you kind of getting leads coming in from Facebook ads and running them through the podcast? What, what does that process look like for you in, in your business? First of all, yeah. So, um, my podcast is like what I consider my brand awareness and visibility, which is one of the steps of marketing for us. Um, and we do run ads. So I spend about five to 10% of my monthly marketing budget actually promoting our podcast episodes. Now podcast tracking is an ideal cause I can't actually see like from an ad, did I get a download? So that kind of is an unfortunate part. So we chose to run it to like my website, which is, you know, the podcast has each podcast has a URL, which at least then I can put them in an audience of they were pixeled, they visited that page and I can retarget them then to our application when we do a webinar, target them there and they become, you know, in my warm audience. So I am, you know, obviously tracking downloads, but we're actually actively running ads to specific podcast episodes. We also have one ad that's like a reel with several episodes to go click and listen. And we have a set amount of budget every month that goes to that. And um, we create, we're able to at least create that warm audience to retarget to other things by capturing them in the pixel process. Because if you just sent straight to iTunes or something, you lose that data. Do you do video podcasts? I don't currently do do video. I've thought about it. Um, it's just like as a mom for me to get ready for a video is so much harder than just like it's, it's hard. Audio. Like right. Like I mean, we're not even parents, but like just trying to figure out like how we get everything set up ready. Self care is hard. Yeah, right. Like yeah. we have to make ourselves look pretty. And... I love podcasting because like you don't have to do that piece of yeah, like right? when I do a webinar, it's like gotta have my hair and like you know good yeah. shirt on all that stuff, and then it's like podcast is you just audio. So I love that piece. This launch too because I could redo all the content. Whereas a live webinar, like I've got to show up at that hour. And so it's just, it was nicer for me as a content perspective to yeah, do it's it like on your time business on top, but like, you just don't even know what could be going. That's what they I'm said about, they said that know. about John Krasinski. You remember when he was doing yeah. that, that news <laughs> of the really world series, truck. like suit on the top. And then he was just wearing like whatever underneath, which right? is pretty crazy. I have a question. This is probably not about anything, but it's about Facebook ads. How do you deal with the haters? <sighs> Yeah. Um, I mean, they're there. We just, honestly, what I do is we block them because I just delete and block because I don't want them to see my ad again. I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> so yeah. if someone puts like a really spammy comment, um, we will just like delete and block whatever my team's in charge of just checking the ads and the comments on them. Um, sometimes I'll, I get like sassy and I'll respond to some <laughs> of them like, cause it's funny, but it doesn't, I mean, I think if you're an influencer, you probably shouldn't read your ad comments, like just, you know, have your team manage it and handle it. And that's the best thing. Cause 
it's hard to not be like, oh, wait, maybe there's like an ounce of truth to what they're saying. Yeah. And let me like analyze yeah. that. And think I did about it for it. like a week and I was like dying. Yeah. I was like Very face sad. down on the Very sofa. Like, this yeah. is a hard week and I don't know why. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. people so don't true. get it unless you are like, you know, in the face how hard that really is and you have to just kind of like know that that's going to happen as you grow it's going to happen more you can't make everybody happy am they're going to criticize you no <laughs> am i am, am i scamming I, people am i the worst human being on the earth <laughs> i mean sometimes i am but like not you i it's me sometimes but definitely so emily i i'm curious now because you have such an active role in podcasting and, and i see a lot of seven figure entrepreneurs do this and i feel like sometimes when you are not quite at that level right when you're just getting started or maybe just at you you know, a, a, a lower level six figure kind of business. I feel like a lot of people struggle to find how they can make a podcast work for them, you know, and, and we're super passionate about podcasting and making it effective. What do you find for your clients? Like, are you actively encouraging your clients to go and do podcasts because it's so successful for yourself? Yeah, we are. And I, well, because every client we encourage you to do some form of brand awareness and visibility. So if it's not podcast, then do a video. In my opinion, podcast is more effective today than video because of the reasons that we've been talking about of just consumption. And so definitely we're encouraging clients to do podcasts if they don't already have one. And one way to increase it is to run the ads to it. And so put a percentage of your budget to your podcast to get it out there more. I think another important thing, like especially if you don't have a huge following is the consistency of it because it will grow and you kind of just have to go into it committing like, don't even look at your downloads. Don't even look at your stats in the beginning. Just like put your content out there every single week and in like six months, see how it's grown, you know, and like, just do it consistently and pretend like you have this huge audience if you have to and run <laughs> ads to it. The one grandma in the grow. corner and you're like, come on, hey guys. And there's just the yeah, one lady. The audience right? laughing button. Oh, yeah. I have so many people laugh at my jokes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. So Gina, I, I'm very tempted now to dig into the, the, the metric side and the, how well it went with Emily. But before I do that, is there anything that you would like to go through or cover? Hmm. No, I mean, I have other questions, but we'll go in order. Okay. We'll take it okay. in order. We're, we're going to do it in order. This yeah. is, this, I don't know if Let's people know this, but I'm actually so desperate to ask about this the whole episode so emily give me give me some little bit of insight so before we go into like hard metrics and stuff like that because you know i, I want to be respectful to you as well and just let you know up front you don't have to share anything if you don't want to because i know it can be i'm already quite sold personal. on the idea but like we are probably going to do just full disclaimer we're probably going to do one of these in like two weeks time because we're gearing up for this show that we're on today is yeah. for the new podcast and and right as we're recording this we are launching it in two weeks time and i was going to be doing a five day live group I was training gonna say that. and now we're thinking hmm maybe as podcast people we should do it as a podcast so i'm super yeah. curious because i'm thinking we're Emily just Hirsch. gonna and we'll give you credit of course you know that we'll I'm call just it excited for people to copy me it's gonna so go I huge like, i know I it, it. Yeah. the hearse the hearse Actually, podcast guys, i started this i'm not <laughs> yeah. sure if you know i'm a trendsetter <laughs> yeah. so um so so take us through the process so what was the very first thing that you noticed as soon as you started doing this were you tracking you know how many people were watching were you looking at downloads like where what were you doing during the week when it was kind of going through yeah. Oh gosh. Yes. Of course we were tracking. I'm like obsessed with the metrics. <laughs> um, well, I'll just share the, the results and, and everything. So we originally had goals, of course, before we said it of like how many people we wanted signed up for the podcast, uh, how many applications. So my main goal, everything was pushing to applications. So that was the other thing that we didn't mention, but in each episode I pushed go to apply for application. And I had a discount on our services. If you applied by Sunday at midnight, 
and you got your call booked and then you do decide to move forward, you got a discount because I wanted to push like the urgency to get those applications. Um, so we had ad spend goal, all of that. So we ended up spending about 6,500 in ads. We had a total of 1,300 opt-ins, about 400 of those were organic, so not from ads. The rest were from ads. We paid about six to seven dollars cost per lead. So what you would expect for a webinar, I actually wanted it five because I was like, this is so awesome. I think we can it should be five dollars. So I think we can get it down by even improving the messaging more in the future. But we had about six to seven dollars cost per lead, which is pretty, pretty you know, good. still pretty good. That's what you'd pay for a good cost for a webinar. So mm-hmm. yeah. it fell in that line. Um, and then as far as tracking, like we could track the downloads of how many people downloaded um, the podcast series, kind of similar to Libsyn. It was weird. It didn't tell you like the downloads of each episode. It gave you total downloads and then percentage for each episode, okay. this software. So we had a total of like 2,500 downloads. So that's like all episodes and everything. So and not bad. What I was thinking, I mean, that would be like your show up rate on a webinar. Um, and, and it was, you know, it was as expected, like 70% of people were the first one. And then it was about 60% the second and 50% the third. So pretty good. I mean, I would say that if we were to say a show up rate, we probably got 40% of people to download the podcast series. Wow. Now the other piece is we probably got more because what we had to do is there's some apps like Spotify that don't actually support private podcast feeds. So we actually created a WordPress page with the feed embedded on it. And so we can't track who listened on that page. We okay. lost the data there. So we probably got a little bit more. That was just like how many people downloaded that transistor URL. Um, out of that, we've had as of now, like 30 calls booked and like 35 applications. So Amazing. I actually don't know the conversion rate yet of what that is, but like 1400 registrants, 30, 35 applications. And one thing to note is like, I think if you were in where you had um, like a lower price product or you had a, a coaching service that could accommodate more people, you might have a higher conversion. I have a lower conversion because it's like they have to look for an agency that they want to hire for their Facebook ads. So I can pay, you know, if someone signs up, I make a lot on that first payment. And so I'm fine paying, you know, $400 for an application because it's so profitable for me. And our conversion rate is so high, like 50% plus. So I think that's important to note, like our, I think sometimes with webinars, my total application conversion is lower than the standard, but that's because we're so specialized with like, you've got to either want done with you or done for you to support with your Facebook ads. Um, so yeah. And now, you know, jury's out with the calls. We've already paid for our ad spend with sales. So on Friday we sold, um, three courses into our ignite course, which is 24 97. And so that paid for our ad spend. And then, you know, one more client is a five to $7,000, initial payment. And so I think it'll be very, very profitable. Amazing. One one thing I'm super curious about, and I'm got my little crystal ball out right now. And I'm saying, what's Emily thinking? What's in her mind? I am super curious to know if you're going to turn this into an SLO product. Was that on your mind? Um, Like how to do a pop-up podcast? Well, what I'm thinking is if you can create this pop-up podcast as a 27 or a $37 product. And I know it's not exactly what you taught, but like if you can liquidate the cost of that on the front end, and then it's almost like they're paying for a webinar. I was just curious if that had crossed your mind. It actually hasn't because what was on my mind is I'm going to evergreen this to get more applications is probably what what I'm going to do because 
I really want to scale that because now I'm in this situation where it's like, okay, we do a live thing. We get a rush. Like my sales person right now is like totally booked this week, best oh, week ever, <laughs> but I need, I want that consistent every week. And so I, I think that for now, I think I could ride for two more months, this topic SLO funnels, um, as an evergreen sign up for this private podcast feed. And then I'll probably change out the topic and do maybe a new live one and then make that evergreen. That's, that's where my head is right now. What do you think on the face of it compared to your webinars that you've done in the past? If you were to say, okay, it was just as good, twice as good, three, four times as good. What would you say just from the top level, just a rough guess, how much better do you think it was than your live webinars? Well, so I mean, like the metrics, we paid about the same cost per lead as the live webinar. The applications was higher. Um, we had our last live webinar, I was just looking yesterday, had about a thousand people registered and we got 22 applications. But here's the biggest difference. Those were like 75% are done with you applications. So that's our like product. Whereas right now we're, we're flipped. It's 75% agency client applications from the podcast series, which is exactly why we chose the podcast because it was like, we wanted those caliber of clients booking calls. Whereas the webinar was going more and more towards the done with you, which I want, but like, I don't have a problem getting those applications. Mm -hmm. I need to get the high level like premiere and then the other people trickle in. So not only is it a little bit better, but the kind of people that you're actually getting on the calls want the higher ticket done for you stuff. And yes. that also probably means more of them are going to buy as well. Right. Which means, and it's a way bigger ticket. I mean, it's five to seven K if you're your first month uh, working with us with the onboarding fee and the monthly fee, and then compared to a 2497 product one-time purchase. So the ROI will be a lot bigger um, once these sales are done. I really love this because something we talk about in our program is how a podcast is kind of like its own invisible funnel. And I feel like you're getting higher quality leads throughout the whole process than you would have just with a webinar or like Facebook ads, you know? Like this whole yeah. process is bringing you the best people. Yeah. Do, you, do you think that it's going to be um, harder or as easy to scale it compared to a webinar, do you think, with ads? Um, I think th so. The only like potential downside I see is I can't make the episodes expire evergreen because I can't delete them from the evergreen feed like we did live. I don't think it'll be harder to scale. Um. I think that we'll have to do work in getting people to listen to the content. Like, cause people were definitely obviously motivated by the episodes are being deleted. I better listen to this ASAP, but I think we can do some retargeting ads and in our emails and get enough people that they'll listen to it. But that's the potential that I see of like, we'll have to push that piece heavily because there won't be that urgency. Whereas still with an automated webinar, you can make it expire with the softwares out there. Um, if somebody can invent a software on how to do that automated, I'd be very happy. I'm just thinking, I'm I, like, mm -hmm. I might send you a message afterwards because I might have a solution for that, um, which is cool. So I'll, oh, cool. I'll, I'll let yeah. you know on that. Um, but yeah, so what? So one thing that um, that I'm curious about as well is have you seen any overflow to your your regular podcast? I mean, has there been any kind of upticks in that at all? Yeah, I mean, I would like last week our downloads were up and I do think like, so the final day that we deleted the episodes, I put out another episode that was like, here's all our resources. So yeah. go listen to my regular podcast, go subscribe to that if you want more of this. So I'm curious to see this week how that works because now that there's not the podcast series for them to listen to, I bet they will move over. Yeah. Um, overall, that was amazing engagement. I also had people in our Facebook group and I mean, I was getting so many messages and comments just about like, this is the best content I've seen on this. And so that's always cool because 
even if the like some of the people who came in didn't turn into an application today, I've been doing this long enough that I know in six months they might. And sure. they, you know, this is where they found me and this is where they started. And so I'm all about that long game. And anything that creates that level of engagement and trust and excitement with your brand is great and, and will pay off so much. So if you were to give your biggest takeaway from the entire experience and I guess experiment at the same time, what would you say your biggest takeaway was? Um my biggest takeaway is the level of value was a huge important piece and like getting people to consume all of that content was because it was so valuable. And so I think if you are thinking about doing this, I don't think it would have been enough to have just like one episode being like, you know, sign up to get this private podcast episode. It's got to be like a series and a thing that's very valuable. And my, my goal truly was, um, people would pay for this. That's what I wanted with it. I said that to my team, like people are selling courses on how to do SLO offers. I'm going to give it all away in this series. And I think that was a big part of the key and, and why it worked and converted and so much trust in the brand is because people actually got huge takeaways and improvements and, and they have that, that trust now with us. It also shows like what a great human you are. Yeah. I mean, like you legit. give value. So imagine all that value was for free. Imagine if you paid and worked with her, like you, mm -hmm. you just explode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which is, yeah. Which is my, you know, I know my audience, I know they don't want to do their own ads. So for the people who You're do, right, you we get don't. So much value by consuming <laughs> my content. <Correct>. Yeah. <laughs> One, one final thing that I want to dig into from just the technical standpoint of how you did it, Emily, is that one thing I noticed you did in the emails was that you sent people to a Google Calendar event of all of the different episodes. And and I actually used that quite a lot. And I, and I caught myself, you know, sitting on the bed one evening listening to one of the podcast episodes thinking, huh, I wouldn't have done this if it wasn't for the fact that the Google Calendar had prompted me to. So can you, can you talk to us a little bit about have you used that before? Was it brand new and, and what the, the process is behind that? Yeah. So we do use that normally for our live webinars. Like we've got a link, put it in their calendar and then we link the zoom link in there. So I, I also did it for my live launch last year. I just think if it goes in someone's calendar, they're going to do it. And I know the psychology behind that. And so we just created a calendar and then you can share it publicly and you just share that link and it ends up in their, in their calendar. And we've gotten a lot of feedback too, that people love that aspect. We had people like emailing us before the episode went live. Cause it went live like 6am Eastern. And they're like, I can't find it. I mean, people were that excited about <laughs> listening amazing. to those episodes, like waiting for the minute it released to like go and listen to it, which is awesome. So we have used that. I mean, I recommend that actually for webinars too. Anything you're doing that's live, you want people to show up. Like we put the Q and A's. If you want someone to come live, everything you possibly can do, um, get them on there. Mini chat, text messages, yes. calendar, all of that. We use that in our, in our, in our, mm -hmm. what? I, in our what? I borrowed it. In our it. program. I borrowed it from Emily. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I say borrowed. I saw she did it and I copied it and I thought that's a great <laughs> idea. For all our live calls. Yeah. That's, that's what, that's what you do, right? See I what yeah, I do it in my paid it. program too, actually. Yeah. We give them a, yeah, we give them a calendar link for the, all the, I love the calls. I love it. Okay. So, um, I, I feel like I've I have gotten, actually a question. Okay. Go on. Okay. Um, the call to actions that you have at the end of each of the pop-ups, it was pushing them to the applications. Was there any others? No, I did the same one okay. and I did it all three days. So I didn't like wait till the final day, every episode. And I pushed to the application and um, said, you know, got to get it in by Sunday at midnight to be able to get the discount. So that was it. Then we obviously had retargeted ads, emails. Everything was clear that it was pushing to that. I mentioned it in the Q and A's 
and throughout the episodes. And that's one reason I wanted to also do three is because I wanted to be able to actually like pitch in each one, which sure. is a cool thing to be able to do. Yeah. Wow, I love, I love this idea. I, overall, I'm, it's also I'm, sexy. Yeah, I mean, I'm the most impressed about the the live element because the the urgency was really there, and I felt that of wanting to go and actually listen to those episodes. and And I think it's great because now, you know, more and more we're seeing podcasting being used in different ways that people aren't expecting. And I think it's just amazing that you're utilizing the platform so well and, and being a leader in this space, which is awesome. Um, so thank you, thank you for paving the yeah. way. Yeah, I actually will share one th- other thing we're doing with podcasting that you guys will probably like um because now i'm all about these private podcasts so when our clients come on and they're onboarded we had a training center on click funnels that was like watch these videos and listen we pulled all the audios and we pulled some top podcast episodes that i've done publicly and now as a client you get a private podcast onboarding feed to go listen to the podcast because same thing i want them to consume that material and so i'm like how do i get them to do it okay if i give them a podcast feed maybe they'll do it so now um we're actually using my friend Lindsay has hello audio and we're using her so they get their own url and they you know it's a one-time url and then that um goes in their feed so i'm doing it for that i'm gonna my course will be moved over to that i'm also going to test it with my book my audio book that's so amazing. just see if if how that works. So I'm like all about it now because everybody consumes audio. Yes. And I love it because you do so many different things, but I love the onboarding process because that's something we're having trouble with right now is getting everyone onboarded. Now that you scale, it was great when there was like 20 people each round. Now it's 30, now it's 40. And it's like, there are like, little hiccups yeah, scrambling like trying yeah. to get everybody into the whatsapp so group and that. make sure everybody answers it so yeah. I, I think yeah. i think it's it's really interesting to see how you can take a okay i want my client to be able to do this and use the podcast because it's such high consumption to go and exactly. get that thing done right it doesn't also, mean we're podcast people it makes sense okay yeah, so we're gonna yeah. make it sound like it makes sense even if it didn't always but it does yeah. so that's good news right <laughs> yeah so Emily, i love it I, i'm i'm super thankful for this episode it's been absolutely amazing is there anything that you would like to ask gina before we i just off? need to know where I can connect with you, where I can find you. And if any of the listeners want to know, how can we work with you? Where can we go? Yeah. So my website's the best place to go check out hirschmarketing.com. On there, you can subscribe to my podcast. It comes out twice a week, Tuesday, Thursdays. We also have a Hirsch Marketing Report. So that ad spend that we track how much we managed and revenue generated. I've been two years now releasing a monthly report that has top ads converting takeaways our team has had like our marketing team literally interviews our ads team and gets really insider information i read those actually Um, and then you can also find our application there so we have several offers depending on where you're at with your business if you need done for you support done with you if you don't have a funnel if you do have one um in ways that we you can get support with your marketing amazing and can you just spell your last name h i without a c everybody no c i said that in the podcast on the podcast here so much because people automatically put a C H I R S H. Okay, perfect. So That's make amazing. Sure, yeah, guys, make sure you go and download that. Me and Gina both read the marketing reports every I month. I think it's incredible. And Emily, I'm so grateful that you were honestly so willing to come and just share so openly about how it went because a lot of people would be trying to keep this close to their chest. So I'm super grateful oh, that no, you're such a, a she's giver. A trendsetter. Yeah, right. This is happening. We'll call it the Hirsch method. The you Hirsch. might already have that though. So maybe we call <laughs> the it process. the Hirsch audio okay. method. Call <laughs> yeah, it something cool like that. The pop-up method. I love that. Emily, before we finish the episode, is there anything else that you want to share or anything before we uh, finish up? No, thank you so much for having me. It was so fun. And I haven't even done this breakdown on my own podcast. So it was super cool. Great timing for this. There you go. We'll we'll, we'll just send you the file. 
Pop straight in. Easy peasy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here, Emily. And for anybody that's listening, please make sure you go down to the show notes and check out exactly what Emily's putting out there. I promise you, if you want to do anything when it comes to paid advertising, the best thing that you can do right now without having to make any investment is to go and just read the emails that Emily puts so out. Good. It is going to change the game for you guys. So Emily, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And uh, we can't wait to see what else you get up to in the podcast space. Thanks, Bye. Thanks for listening to the Changemakers Podcast. But guys, let's face it. Getting buyers coming to you, it can be pretty tough. So what if we could help you create content that pulled in your ideal customers? Head to 12monthsofcontent.com where we'll show you how to map out a 12-month plan of content that pulls in your dream customers each and every day. Again, that's 12, the number, monthsofcontent.com. All right, guys, we'll see you there. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.